Welcome to another episode of the Georgia National Guard Fence Post Podcast. I am your host, Tiffany Irene Kulabali of the Public Affairs Office, and I have the pleasure to sit here with Major Clark Howard today, or shall I say retired Major Clark Howard. He just had his retirement ceremony yesterday. Congratulations. Thank you very much, but please just call me Clark. So uh, Clark is with the Georgia State Defense Force, and today he's going to talk to us about um, the mission and the purpose of the Georgia State Defense Force and and how they serve uh, the Georgia National Guard in our state. So um, we'll jump right on in and, and kind of get, get to the questions. Tell us about the Georgia State Defense Force. So it's something I had never heard of that I only found out of, about because of the September 11th terrorist attacks. But it's one of the three uh, services of the Georgia Department of Defense, along with the Air National Guard and the Army National Guard. And even a lot of people in the National Guard have never heard of the State Defense Force. But roughly half the nation's states have a state guard, and usually that is what it's called. And at one time in Georgia, it was called the state guard. But later, the name was changed to Georgia State Defense Force. And the roots of it go back to 1733, when Georgia was a colony. And it has been around as an all-volunteer force serving the people of Georgia in the event of whatever the governor or his designee or her designee, so far in Georgia would be his designee, would like for us to do on behalf of serving the people of Georgia, either assisting the National Guard as they wish or our own missions, many times doing search and rescue or being there following a natural disaster. Whatever the need is where we can rapidly deploy and be there to serve people That's what we do. The difference is that a state guard is designed to be activated within hours and be on mission typically for up to two weeks, where National Guardsmen, it takes longer to do the call-up, but then the missions are much, much longer. So that's a significant difference in how a state guard like the Georgia State Defense Force works in a state versus National Guard. The other thing is... Members of a state guard, like the Georgia State Defense Force, get zero dollars in pay. We serve because we want to, because our heart is here for the state of Georgia and for this wonderful United States of America, and that's why we serve. About somewhere close to half the members, a little more, a little less, depending on the year, have prior military service. The other half, more or less, come from civilian life, They go through what's known as initial entry training, train in military fundamentals, learn how rank works, how to march, all the fundamentals of being a soldier, and then are assigned to various tasks. Another big significant difference, the average age of a member of the Georgia State Defense Force is much older than a soldier in the Air Guard or the Army Guard. Our average age of a soldier is in his or her 40s, typically. And so it's It's people who have been involved in different phases of professional life, but now have an opportunity in addition to serve our state. And the people who serve, because you're doing as a volunteer, the dedication and enthusiasm is strong. 
Interesting, very interesting. So with that, are there any requirements to volunteer? Like, how do you go about the process if I want to do it today? So you first go to an orientation that can either be online, which is something we learned how to do during COVID, or you come to an initial orientation. You go through a background check, like any would-be soldier would go through. Uh, You have to be physically fit. And there are a number of requirements in terms of readiness that you have to be able to pass. And then people are assigned to functions that fit their background, training, experience, and where the need is in the State Defense Force. So we have, uh, we're unusually top heavy with people with professional degrees medical professionals, doctors, nurses, lawyers. And so uh, some of the things we've assisted with in the past in conjunction with um, the military, either the regular army or with the National Guard, is doing physicals before, uh, assisting with physicals before soldiers go overseas on a deployment, Uh, helping soldiers with legal documents, make sure they have a will prepared and things like that. So our job is to serve as the need arises and as requested by the National Guard. So I heard you earlier talk about um, how you all are an asset to the Georgia National Guard and that you all can ramp up faster. So if, if, if there's something happening, you know, we get caught up like a hurricane, so would you all be the first line of support, or how, how does that, how are you at true asset to the Georgia? When we uh, get called up for storm duty, we're expected to be available within hours. And in Metro Atlanta, where obviously we have such a large population in the state and so many members, soldiers in the State Defense Force are from Metro Atlanta, we're expected to be at duty in under four hours, which is a pretty quick time. And the notice is sent out of a mission and the orders have been issued. And then we are expected to report if at all possible within that four hour window. Wow. Yeah, that that is rapid. And so, so you have four hour window and while you all are getting together, then the Georgia National Guard is mobilizing. So you're able to go out there first and kind of assess. Is that what you're saying? Well, whatever we're told to do. Yeah. So remember, we're not We are not an independent unit. We are part of the uh, command structure of the Georgia Department of Defense. So we're told what we're going to do. We don't just kind of make it up. So we're told and we do as we're told and we do the best we can. And I had the, um, the privilege and duty long ago when I was a much younger soldier to be part of the relief effort for two different hurricanes. And we were set up at Dobbins at the runway, and we were doing uh, triage on people coming in from Hurricane that the uh, that the Air Guard was flying in on C-130s. And so that's what we do: is we are a force multiplier, and we're there to serve as needed and as requested. So can you tell us um, what are some of the benefits of volunteering for the State Defense Force? It's really the same reason anybody serves in any unit of the military. It's because you care, because you want to serve. So the benefit is what we're able to do for our state and our country. And that's why we do it. You wouldn't do this 
as a volunteer activity at a pay level of zero. And we laugh that when you retire, if you get promoted at your retirement, your pension doubles to zero times zero or two times zero. And so it has to be something that you do because your heart drives you to do it. And, and the wonderful people who I've had the chance to serve with over the last 21 years, you talk about getting paid back, just making such wonderful friendships and being with people who just have that spirit of caring has been all the pay I could ever need. So what is the, the time commitment um, to join the Georgia State Defense Force? It is a, a monthly drill and, you know, a weekend a month, and then annual training once a year. And the annual training is usually in the fall, uh, September, October, sometimes early November. And it will be at a military facility of the state, somewhere around the state. We have uh, done annual training many times in Savannah. We've done it at Fort Stewart. Uh, we've done it at Gypstick and Forsyth. So it just depends on the year and what we feel we need the most training in, where we do our annual training. So tell us about yourself now. Like, what motivated you to join and, and your background and things like that? So background, I'm from an immigrant family, and um, all four of my grandparents were born overseas. And we've been in the United States about 110, 105 years, depending on which part of the family and right from the get-go, there was an instant tradition in our family to serve in the U.S. military because we really appreciated it in my family. It was always talked about uh, growing up how important it was for us to serve this country that gave us a chance. Where that goes is uh, I work in the media, and after the terrorist attacks, I went immediately to New York the first day that travel was allowed to New York, and I did radio and television from New York for a long period of time and talking about, you know, what we as a country had to do and uh, all anybody was thinking about was the aftermath of the September 11th terrorist attacks. So I broadcast in New York for a number of weeks and came back to where my broadcast studios are in Atlanta. And one morning I dropped my oldest child off at school and went to get a bagel. And a guy comes up to me in the bagel shop and he says, it's really wonderful stuff you're talking about on radio and TV about commitment to country and uh, sacrifice and service. And he said, what are you actually doing? And I said, well, if you put it like that, I guess I'm not doing anything. And he hands me a brochure for the Georgia State Defense Force. And he had been a sergeant in the Marines, retired from the Marines, and now at that point was in the State Defense Force. And I went to an orientation for the State Defense Force and I was hooked. And in November of 2001, raised my right hand and became a member, a soldier in the State Defense Force. Speaking of your civilian life, how, how has that mirrored or paralleled being a part of the SDF and the State Defense Force? Um, how has it enhanced your civilian life? Well, it's given me an opportunity to spread the word about the joy of serving your country. So many people today in an era of an all-volunteer military don't really think about 
service in the military. It's not part of their lives. Maybe none of their friends serve or anything like that. So I introduce and reintroduce as often as I can the idea that it's a privilege to live in the United States, but it comes with a call to duty and a call to service. And I try to encourage people to consider joining the U.S. military in any capacity. So I try to be an ambassador for military service in the United States, secondarily for the Georgia State Defense Force or State Guards, but also talk a lot about serving in a National Guard unit, serving in the military of any branch, um, because it is my belief that we would benefit a lot as a country if we had two years of public service that all of us had to do when we were 18 or 19, that doing those two years creates a commitment and a sense of joint purpose that it feels like we don't have today in the United States, that we only tend to have in a time of great crisis. So this is a wonderful opportunity and platform for me in radio and in television, on my websites, in my podcast, to be able to talk about the idea of service. So for me, it is a wonderful springboard platform to talk about what I grew up with in my household, knowing from when I was very young that it was expected of me that I would serve my country. So tell us about uh, the journey as from enlisted to becoming an officer. So you come in and you go through initial entry training, which is what everybody goes through. People with prior military service have a very truncated version of it. They just learn what's involved in the state defense force. People who've not been prior military service go through a much more extensive initial entry training. And once you're in, you're assigned to a unit. And if it's something you've really enjoyed and you want to go through cycles of promotion, you go through additional training. Uh, people that are uh, wanting to go the non-commissioned officer route, uh, they go through basic leader training called BLC. And if they want to become an officer, our version of OCS is called BOLC, or Basic Officer Leadership. Uh, and so you go through these training cycles that are, I'd say they're, mu they're much more streamlined and shorter than you would have if you were in the Air Guard or Army Guard or you were in Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, because we are a volunteer organization with more limited activities we're involved in. We carry no weapons. So one of the things that we don't train for is anything involving with uh, military weaponry at all. We are here as a support service for the state of Georgia, for the people of Georgia, and if necessary, or if desired by the governor or the adjutant general, we will serve outside the state of Georgia as well. Uh, we had people in Haiti during the earthquake in Haiti and a number of missions in places other than Georgia, but principally in Georgia. So our training is all for uh, following a natural disaster or things of that sort as we're needed by the state or in areas where we assist the National Guard at their request. 
So our training is more focused, more limited, and more specific to the purpose of how we serve the state. Another question I want to ask you, circling back to um, being an asset to the Georgia National Guard, I understand you're also an asset to the, to the Georgia Emergency Management Agency, or GEMA. Right. So we have been involved with GEMA, and I remember very early on in the State Defense Force, I was part of a team that was at the GEMA Center that at that time was in southeast Atlanta before the facility in Forsyth became so key. And we were working in coordination with multiple civilian and military agencies in a winter storm. And so we are there to serve however the state chooses to use us. And if it's involved with a joint military-civilian activity, we do that. An example is long ago during Hurricane Katrina, Colonel Harvey, who was a colonel in the Georgia State Defense Force and was a surgeon, was in charge of the Joint Military-Civilian Task Force at Dobbins handling the triage for people coming in who were injured or were ill following Hurricane Katrina from Louisiana and Mississippi. So we serve as needed in the capacity that we are asked to serve, but always we are asked to serve. Thank you so much, Clark. It has been truly an eye-opening experience to learn more about the Georgia State Defense Force. So tell us how to find you all. How can we get in touch with you if we want to join? Well, it's really easy. You can call in to end up being able to talk to a recruiter and go to an information session, orientation session, by calling 833-715-GSDF, or if you'd rather have all numbers, 833-715-4733. And you can also follow us on Facebook, on Instagram, Georgia State Defense Force is where you'll find us and learn more about us and see some of the missions that we've been part of. We're proud to serve the people of the state of Georgia. Thank you so much, Clark, again for joining us. Certainly. Thank you all again for tuning in to another episode of the Georgia National Guard Fence Post Podcast. We have a new episode that comes out every first Friday of the month. It's available on all streaming platforms such as Apple, Spotify, YouTube, and also be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can just search for Georgia Guard and you can find us there.